welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We read today from Psalm 119 beginning at verse 41 and we're also going to be rereading 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 6 to 8. We come to our God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would bring it alive for us today. May the words leap off the page and be driven deeply into our hearts. And Lord, we ask, as we have done on a number of occasions, that the same spirit that inspired your words would so inspire us that we might be able to hear and receive and respond. Lord, we want to change. We don't want to be as we are with the warts that we have and the struggles that we have. Lord, we want to be changed, transformed by your words. So, Lord, help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 119 and beginning at verse 41. May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your law. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom because I have sought you out for your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame for I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands which I love that I may meditate on your decrees. And to Timothy chapter 1 and verses 6 to 8. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God that he has given us does not make us timid but gives us power, love and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. We thought yesterday about using our gifts in God's service, not neglecting that and fanning into flame the gift of God that is within us. Just feel a call to emphasise that again today and to encourage you, perhaps especially if you feel, well, I've, I've not really got a gift, to hit pause, to talk to some friends, people who know you well, to talk to God, to just engage with the lists of gifts as they are in the scriptures and to see the ones that are for you. 
I can reassure you that if you have the Spirit of God within you, which indeed you have as a Christian, you have at least one gift and probably many. Know what they are and seek to use those gifts in God's service and may God bless you. One of the reasons that we can be confident in saying these things is because of the power of God, the higher power that we have in our lives. We see that Paul is clear about this. Join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, he says. If we want to use our gifts, if we want to live gospel-shaped lives in tough situations, we need the power of God from beginning to end. That is absolutely essential. But the wonderful good news is that we have that power by the Holy Spirit. But when we think of power, what comes into our minds We may think about a muscle-bound superman. Maybe my illustration from the gym yesterday made you think of that. A guy who is working out, a woman who is working out, and they are very muscly, very toned. They're lifting weights. They look fine physical specimens. When we think of power, that is a sort of image that maybe comes into our mind or we think about a a politician with great power who maybe exercises that selfishly or we might think of military might these are common images when we think about power The word power in Greek is dunamis. It's the word that Paul uses here. And it has that sense of being dynamite. Our word dynamite comes a few steps removed, but nevertheless comes from this dunamis word. It is a dynamite word. It is a powerful word. And Paul is speaking about this. But the images of power are very different. It's not a muscle-bound superman. It's not someone who is using power for corrupt and selfish means. It's not military might. It is power in weakness. The illustration of power is not someone riding on a tank or riding on a war horse into battle. It is Paul sitting in his prison cell. It is Paul chained. We have hints and things that are a bit more explicit in Scripture that Paul wasn't an impressive man physically. He wasn't someone who would be working out at the gym. But he nevertheless had the power of God within him. The context is suffering, Paul in chains, Paul struggling, probably at the end of his life, passing the gospel on. And yet there is real spiritual power here. You may think about yourself and your situation and you may not feel very powerful. You may think that you don't look very powerful and it may be that in the world's eyes, That is so. 
but if you have the Holy Spirit, you have power nevertheless. Power that can be present in human weakness. Power that can be present in the most difficult of circumstances. Power that is there for us in suffering and struggle, even in prison. Perhaps you identify with this. Perhaps you recognise that in these days you're weak and you're struggling and you're in a situation and you don't really know how to cope and you feel so helpless. God says to you today, there is power. Yes, there is suffering. Yes, there is confusion. Yes, there is difficulty. But there is power available from me the power of God known in weakness. This has been a theme in a number of reflections previously and it's no surprise and I make no excuses for it because it is a vital theme and it is a theme that Paul talks about in a number of different places. And one of the reasons that we shouldn't be surprised is that we see the power of God most clearly displayed in the cross of Jesus. Weakness, loneliness, isolation, but the power of God released in such a way that the whole world is redefined by what Jesus did on the cross. It doesn't look like power to us, but it is extraordinary, amazing power nevertheless, power to raise the dead, power to forgive sins, power to change hearts, power to transform communities, to transform families, to transform the whole world. You have God's transforming power within you, transforming you and enabling you to be an agent of change for others. We ask the questions, how is God transforming us? And how is God going to use you as an agent of transformation today through his mighty and everlasting power? We pause to pray. And again, we draw from the Evangelical Alliance booklet of prayers for these times. Merciful Father, we pray for those who wrestle with mental health issues. Grant them support, care, understanding and love. We pray for their families and wider network. Encourage them with rest and patience. Now a prayer of my own. Lord, thank you that we have power, power from the Holy Spirit, the very power of God in our hearts and lives. Lord, we may not look and we may not feel very powerful. And yet, Lord, because we have that power, we can be strong. We do indeed lift before you those who are wrestling with mental health issues at this time and especially those who are listening to this podcast. 
May they know your support, care, understanding and love and power. And for families and wider network, we pray. Lord, be at work. Once more, we ask that you would be with us and that you would help us to love others. We pray that you would be present with us and that you would help us to be present for others. We pray that you would support us directly by the power of the Spirit and also through the lives of others and that you would help us to support those that you have given us to support and to care for. And we ask finally that you would empower us today and tomorrow by the Holy Spirit that we might share that power, that life-giving power with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.